Welcome to A No Place to Hide, a men's mental health podcast. Over the coming weeks and episodes, I'll be talking to guests from different industries and different backgrounds, all willing to share their story and their experiences. Alongside this, I'll be talking about my own experiences and my own stories, covering a wide range of topics. Sometimes this will be hard-hitting, brutally honest, and even sometimes shocking. Subjects that we will be covering and talking about are of a sensitive nature like suicide, self-harm, addiction and sometimes people that have been in very dark places but all of this is in the aim of breaking that stigma of men not talking or men not seeking help so welcome to a no place to hide come and take a seat and listen along the journey on men's mental health with the aim of breaking that stigma together Welcome to episode 5, I'm glad I'm here. So it's okay to regret things, and it's okay to wish things were different. But don't hate yourself for what you've done in the past, especially if it was what was exactly needed at the time. Yeah, we've all made the decisions, what we made, and in hindsight, maybe they weren't the best choices. Maybe if you could go back, you'd do something different. But would you really? Really? I mean... You've learnt, you've grown, and most importantly, you made the choices for the reasons that were valuable at the time. And that counts for something. A lot can be said that you stayed for what you wanted, and what you thought was right decision at the moment, even if it turned out not exactly how you'd hoped, but you tried. So fucking forgive yourself, accept the learning process, and get the hell back up and try again. Yeah, that was something that I read online um, that really rung true for, for what I wanted to get across uh, in episode 5. Um, so basically what I want to talk about today is if my suicide attempt hadn't failed, I would have been gone for six years now. So that was in 2017, the failed attempt. And I've not tried since. And I've not felt like I wanted to try since. But what I want to talk about is is... When I was in that mindset, I thought I got nothing left to live for. I was I wasn't needed. I wasn't, you know, I got nothing left. My tank was empty. Um, and as men, you know, we need we need a purpose. You know, we need to be needed as men. And and it's like a, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a job for us. We we need to feel. Like we we provide something and we do something even when we're fucking not, you know. So if if you um you do have a partner, make sure that he feels like he is is needed and is appreciated because that goes a hell of a long way with men. You know, we don't talk about that one enough neither. I know I know I keep saying we don't talk about this enough, we don't talk about that enough, but men do need to feel appreciated and wanted and I think it's a massive thing for us men to admit that. Uh, and I, I probably wouldn't have admitted that five, six, seven years ago. But yeah, so six years I'd have been gone. And I look back now and I think, God, what what I've accomplished in those six years. From that day that I thought I got nothing left to live for, nothing, you know, 
in me to even be here anymore now, and I wanted to end it all and, and escape from it all. And it's this is a podcast I've been, um, I think I've been kind of putting off because I know it's going to be an emotional one for me and probably people that know me. And um, yeah, so 2017 would have been the year that I, I tried and failed. And if you've listened to episode one, um, if, it, if it wasn't for Marley, my Labrador at the time, I wouldn't be here. He's, he stopped me dead in my tracks. Um, but since 2017, a lot has happened in my life. A lot of good things. I've still got my dark days, still got my bad days. But a lot of good has happened. And I look back now and I, I am so, so thankful that I wasn't successful in in um, committing suicide. You know... I got married in 2021. I would have never have thought that would have happened. Never thought I would have met anybody that would have accepted me for me for all my good things and my bad things, but I did. And and my wife played a massive part in turning my life around and my mental health around, and she still does. And you know, props to my wife for uh, for standing by me because you know some people. Um, you know, they're not mentally strong enough and that's not their fault to, to be able to stand by people when they're going through what they went through. So massive props to my wife for doing that. And um, yeah, so that were a magical day in 2021, surrounded by people that I love, friends, family, my kids, my stepkids. Um, yeah, I, I, I still look back on that day with incredibly fond memories. And I, I did actually, on, on my wedding day, I did... Um, take a bit of a step back and I just like kind of looked out at everybody and I just thought there's there's literally one person out of all those hundreds of people that knows that I potentially could have never even made it to that day I wouldn't have even been there and to see everybody happy and celebrating and not just celebrating our day they were just celebrating being there together and being friends and having a laugh and it was just an amazing experience but it was quite it was quite a, a big point in my journey in mental health, that standing back and looking and seeing what I'd achieved in gaining like new friends that I gained since since the uh, since my failed suicide attempt. Um, but one of the biggest things is is um, seeing my little boy growing up, and he's growing up into an amazing young man. He, he's seven years old now. Um, He's always got a smile on his face. Nothing really phases him. He's got the fantastic, you know, personality, and I, I could genuinely not be any more proud of the the young man that he's starting to grow into in his character. He's so polite. You know, we went to McDonald's, um, oh, probably about a year ago now, and we was we was just queuing up, and he was talking to me about um, people's feelings and when people are sad. How how do you get people happy again? And and I said to him, I said, it's not always the people that you know. And, and more often than not, do you know what? It's a stranger. And I said to him, you know, sometimes strangers need to help other people to, to cheer them up. I said, it's just like random acts of kindness, son. I says, well, what's a random act of kindness? I says, well, I don't know. For instance, look at the lady in the car behind us. And she may very well be listening to this because it turned out it was somebody I went to school with and I didn't even realise at the time. So, but she looks really sad, Jackson. 
So he, he turned around in his seat and, you know, she did look quite sad. Like, you know, she might just be had a hard day at work or she might have a lot going off in her life. And I just said, so, you know, what could we do, Jackson, to cheer her up? So without even hesitation, this is a six, he was six at the time, a six-year-old lad. Well, can we pay for her food? Do you know what, kid? Let's do it. So we sat there, we uh, paid for hours, and I, I just said to the lady, I said, can we pay for the car behind? And she was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I says, look, can you just pass them a message on and just say, have a nice day? And that, that was literally it. And we didn't do anything else. Didn't want any recognition for it. We didn't, you know, put anything on social media or anything like that. It was just a gesture that, you know, trying to teach my son that, but also the fact that he wanted to do it as well. Um, so we did and we drove off and as we were pulling up at the traffic lights, she sat at the side of us at traffic lights and you could see a, a massive smile on her face and she was saying thank you. And and Jackson just turned to me and went, Daddy, it's worked. We've, we've cheered her up. And I just thought to myself, anybody could be having a day where they want to just end their life. You could be walking down the street. So you could be listening to this with your headphones in now, walking down the street. You could be driving down the motorway if you're listening in your car. And that person in that car next to you, or that, that stranger that's walking towards you, could be absolutely at the pits of despair and nobody would ever know. But if you gave them a smile and they smiled back, they might have a bit of faith in humanity and they might think, actually, I have got something to live for. And, and you know, I people can make a big impact on other people, regardless of whether they know them. But yeah, so in the last six years, um, there's been a lot happened. Um, Six years is not a long time. In in the grand scheme of your life, six years is not a long time. But going from thinking that I've got nothing to live for to what I've achieved in that six years, from, you know, dragging myself up from from complete and utter rock bottom, and I'm I'm still got a long way to go. And doing this podcast is personally helping me as well as I, I'm hoping to help other people as well. Um But yeah, watching watching my little boy grow up. Um it's just amazing, an amazing experience, and sometimes I feel a bit of a a shade of guilt when I look at him. Um, there's a photo of him in my office where we record the podcast, and I always like to use because he's my inspiration. And um, I just think I might not have ever been here to watch him grow up. Now, little boy needs a dad. So anybody that's listening to this, if you've got kids, you know they need you. Regardless of how you're feeling or what's going on, them kids need you. And and anybody that is a dad knows just how hard it is having that little person that relies on you for everything. And um, there's um, still days where I look at him and he'll, he'll do something just completely off the cuff and he catches me off guard and I just think, wow, I'm so glad I'm still here to experience that and see... Um, just what he's doing uh, in life and how he's growing up, watching him sit on his first motorbike because it scared the living shit out of him. And um, I would have missed that. I would have missed all the birthdays. I would have missed him, you know, his first day at school. I would never have seen that. I wouldn't have been there for him the first time he grazed his knee and he came home and he thought it would end at world and he'd <laughs> be thinking he broke his leg. But, you know, it's the little things like that that when you're that, embroiled in um in in your own mental health crisis and illness 
you don't sort of see that side of things. And I know that sounds selfish, but you don't because you can't. You only see the negatives and you'll focus on the negatives. And, you know, I could sit here all day and say to you, try and find the positives in everything, which is what I try and do now. But you can't do that at that time. It's just small steps. It's the small, you know, little bit at a time and it will get better. So if you're listening to this and you're in a really, really bad place, it will get better. Just as I said on the previous podcast, one more day. Just give it one more day. I gave it one more fucking day. And I'm here today to be talking to you. You know, and and I've no fucking right to do that. I've no right to do that. I didn't want to be here. But um, having those moments with with my son, it's... um, really puts things into perspective and to think that I could have orphaned him you know and and he would have grown up without a dad and he'd have always had that lingering over him so the devastation that would get left behind and that does get left behind when men take their own lives um, is just it's incomprehensible it's, it's huge and, and this is the whole reason why we're doing this podcast and I've had a few people that have actually listened to the podcast and messaged me and said that they're actually going in going to like seek therapy and, and help because you know they realize that they can talk and it's the right thing to do and, and some of those chaps that have done that are dads um i've had one quite recently he um bumped into him in in my wife's cafe and i would not seen him for years and i was telling him about the podcast because he was asking what i were up to um and, it, and he just made a passing comment yeah I'll, I'll have a listen and and let you know what i think and a couple of weeks went by and i'd not heard anything I completely forgot that we had the conversation and he popped up on a text message. Um, I'll not say his name, but he'll, he'll know who I'm talking about. And he's actually gone and um, he's, he's having therapy and, and going to talk to somebody because, you know, he needs help. And do you know what? It's one of the bravest things you can do and, and I have so much respect for you for doing that and thank you. Um, but yeah, going back to the six years... You know, in that six years, I've made some of the best friends in that six-year period than I have ever made in 37 years. And that's testament to the, the, the friends that I've got around me, that they they can see that strength in my character. You know, one or two of them knew um, patches of what was going on. Uh, they, they helped, they really did help. I've got a, a cracking group of lads that we... Uh, we travel up and down the country racing. Um, we actually had the opportunity to go to the Isle of Man um, to watch one of my good friends race at the Manx TT, which was just an incredible experience. And um, I was actually having a, quite a rough time at that point. And to be over there doing that and enjoying something that we all loved. Yeah, there was some banter and everything else. and um, But I, I had a massive impact on me as well, did that. Two, two weeks at the Isle of Man surrounded by friends and bloody good friends as well and uh, and motorbikes uh, and watching Lewis do what he loves to do and achieve it and us being able to be part of that journey um, it was a good like life experience and I'll be forever thankful for Lewis for giving me that opportunity for going over with, with James and Tom and Chris um, the Bramwells were a fantastic family that um, they've done a lot for me in my racing as well over the years and that's another thing that I've done in the last six years so you know I, I started racing I progressed from 
track days to racing. You know, we had a few bumps and along the way on that on and ups and downs and but the the friends that I've made through racing are just incredible. Absolutely incredible. If you've never been in a racing paddock or you've never gone to watch any motorbike club racing, I urge you that you go down, find one. There's loads around and, I, and I, you will meet the most amazing, fantastic bunch of people that you could ever wish to meet. They would lend you their last spanner out of their toolbox, whether they're your biggest rival or not. But as soon as you get on track with them, you're their worst fucking enemy, you know? But it's an incredible sport and they are incredible people that, that go there. But they have been um, a rock to myself in the last six years. And to think, last year, I would have never thought I would have ever won any trophies racing, because I'm shit. We all know I am, eh? <laughs> lads take the piss out me for it. But, you know, it's I'm not the greatest. I'm not naturally a bike racer. I've got a very strange <laughs> way of going about it. But I actually came away with some trophies last year, some, some seconds and, and, and some thirds. I had some really good battles on track and they they sat pride of place on my desk and I never thought I would have achieved that. And that's what I've achieved in the last six years as well. I've had a promotion at work. I, I'm now, you know, I always aspired to, to move up in the in, in my workplace and I, I finally managed to do that. And that happened in the last six years. I've got two fantastic, smashing, amazing stepdaughters that it's an absolute pleasure to watch grow up as well and, and help mould them as people and, and little people. And, um, yeah, so in this last six years, I've watched them grow up and I, and I continue to watch them grow. It, there's so much that I would have missed. And there's so much that other people around me would have missed. And their lives would have been changed forever if I would have succeeded in, in taking my life. And I just think I it's not just me, it just doesn't affect yourself. It affects so many people around you. You know, my little boy wouldn't be the boy he is today. You know, that and that's not me blowing my own trumpet saying I'm the world's best fucking dad because I'm not. You know, I try my best for him and I can't do any more than that for him. But what I mean is is it would have affected him and he would never have been the little boy he is now. I would have never have met my wife. I would have never have met my two stepdaughters. I wouldn't have even known they ever existed. And there's a lot to be said for that. When you think you've got nothing else to live for, you've got nothing, you're rock bottom. One more day could make the world of difference to you and, and to everybody around you because the collateral damage when men take their own lives is... It's, it's, Biblical, it's beyond words. I've spoke to people that have, have lost friends or families that have lost loved ones through suicide and, and the the after effects are just devastating, absolutely devastating. Um, we will be getting a, a, a chap on, uh, hopefully in the coming weeks, um, to talk about his brother that unfortunately um, took his own life. Some Somebody I used to go to school with actually and um, he's asked if he could come on and talk about it, you know, so you can see the other side of it. But what I'm trying to get across today is, is don't always think you've got nothing to live for or that life's shit because it might feel it at the time. But going forward, look at what I've achieved in the six years. 
and just sometimes just take take a step back and take stock of what you've actually achieved, where you are in life. It might not actually be as bad as what you think it is. You know, if I look back now and I look at the point of where I thought I got nothing and I, I got nothing to live for and I was just useless to everybody and, and I take stock of what I had actually going on in my life at the point and yeah, I had a lot of negative stuff but I also had a lot of positive stuff. And I, I didn't even see that at the time and it's all it's years later before I've actually taken stock and looked back and, and realised, fuck, I actually had a lot to live for. And proofs in the pudding that I did, you know, it's, it's, I'm just so glad, um, so thankful for the dog, to be fair, he uh, saved my life and um, saved everybody around me from, from that devastation that it leaves behind. Um, so I know it's only a short episode and I just wanted to get a quick point across for, uh, for this episode for it. And I am glad I'm still here. And if anybody is listening and they're feeling like they've got no place to go and, uh, you know, they feel like they're rock bottom, nowhere to turn or anything, I'm always here if you do need somebody to turn to. I'm just a message away on social media or whatever. Uh, and if I am not in a place to help you, I will tell you that, but I will also direct you to somebody that can. Uh, and I will help you along your journey as much as I possibly can. Um, you know... And I'll tell you something, if you make it through fucking mental illness, you've fucking got something. A lot of people don't fucking make it through. You know, some people cannot win that fucking battle against the demons. So if you've made it through mental illness, big or small, no matter what it is, if you've made it through mental illness, you've fucking got something. Yeah? And that's something to be proud of, that you've got through that and you've battled through it. And I am proud of you. If you're listening to this... Genuinely, and on art, if you've made it through mental illness, I am fucking proud of you for doing that. And if you're still battling through every day, keep on battling. Keep that one more day mentality. Just give it one more day because you never know what's going to turn up the next day that might totally flip your mindset around. Um, and on that, I just, just want to end it on that. You know, I didn't want to do a long episode for episode five because I've got quite a few lengthy ones coming up with guests. But I just wanted to just remind you all that where I've come in in six years. So, you know, in 2017, tried to take my life. Six years later, I've accomplished so much. And I'm going to carry on accomplishing things. Even when I have my bad days, even when I have my shit times, I, I will continue to, to fight that. And it will always be a fight I'll have to take with me for the rest of my life. But looking back, I'm, I'm so glad that I'm still here to tell the tale. And I, I wish more men were. And, and if you are listening to this and you're thinking um, that you do want to take your life and you've got nothing left to live for, please don't. Please don't. Just give it one more day and um, get the right help. And please reach out for help because I promise you it'll be the best thing you've ever done. Well, thank you for listening to A No Place to Hide. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and I hope to see you for future episodes as well. If you do realise that you need somebody to talk to, you feel like you need to reach out, or even if you just need a bit of advice, please check out www.toughtotalk.com. These guys are running a fantastic men's mental health charity on their website. It's got links to about everything that you could possibly imagine. They've also got places for advice and help. 
If you need to speak to somebody on the phone, please contact the Samaritans on 116 123. Or alternatively, please contact the NHS 111 option 2. Remember guys, stay safe and we can only break this stigma together.